It's the Old Man Yells at Music podcast. And here's your host, that moderate-talking middle-aged man himself, Roger Stroop. Hello and welcome to episode 33 of the Old Man Yells at Music podcast. I'm Roger Stroop. In this episode, We're looking at the charts of September 14th, 1974. Six days earlier, two American men embarrassed themselves on national television. Evil Knievel failed to jump the Snake River Canyon on his sky cycle when his parachute deployed too early. That same day, Gerald Ford pardoned Richard Nixon. Here's what was happening in pop culture at the time. At the movies this month, you could have gone to see the hit Burt Reynolds football comedy, The, The Longest Yard if you lived in New York or Los Angeles. Otherwise, you had to wait until next month. What you were left with was a not-so-stellar crop of releases. There was Phase 4, which is about ants becoming super-intelligent and trying to take over the world. There was a sailing drama called The Dove, a revenge film called Nightmare Honeymoon, and there was two British films, Juggernaut, a movie about bombs on a cruise ship starring Richard Harris, Omar Sharif, and Anthony Hopkins. And the heist comedy Eleven Harrow House, with Charles Grodin, Candace Birkin, and James Mason. Your best bet actually might have been to go for a cheap sex and violence film called Big Bad Mama, which starred Angie Dickinson as a woman who leads her two daughters on a crime spree in the 30s, picking up Tom Skerritt and William Shatner along the way. On television, it was the start of a new season for the American networks, one that saw them debut such hits as Rhoda, The Rockford Files, Blue House on the Prairie, and Chico and the Man. Those last three were on NBC, who also scored higher ratings this month with the TV movie Born Innocent, which starred Linda Blair, fresh off The Exorcist, as a girl from an abusive home who ends up in a juvenile detention facility. But this also caused controversy due to a scene where Blair's character is violated with a plunger handle by some of her fellow detainees. The uproar was part of what led to the Federal Communications Commission mandating a family viewing hour between 8 and 9 p.m. in 1975. On the bestseller lists, top fiction titles included John le Carre's Cold War espionage tale, Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy, Frederick Forsyth's African political thriller, The Dogs of War, and Jaws, Peter Benchley's story about a killer great white shark that was later made into a movie of some note. Speaking of movies, the top two nonfiction books were Bob Woodward and Carl Bernstein's story of the Watergate cover-up, All the President's Men, and Alive, the true story of the Andes survivors, in which Piers Paul Reed describes the ordeal of a group of Uruguayan rugby players whose plane crashed in the mountains and who had to resort to cannibalism to survive long enough to be rescued. And among the titles on the list that have yet to be made into movies, you had The Gulag Archipelago, Russian Russian writer Alexander Solzhenitsyn's history of Soviet forced labor camps between 1918 and 1956. And in music, the big story happened on the 15th. The English band Uriah Heep were doing a show in Dallas, Texas, 
when bassist Gary Fain was electrocuted. He was taken off stage and suffered no lasting injuries, but the incident likely exacerbated his already substantial drug habit. He was fired from the band shortly afterward, and he died of a heroin overdose in December of 1975 at age 27. We start, as always, below the top 40s. The thing about when you look deep into the lower recesses of the charts, especially the older ones, you run into a lot of names that you know very little about. Often, when you research them, you find a surprising wealth of information on them. But sometimes you come out knowing not much more about them than when you started. Such is the case with Kathy Dalton, the singer at number 86 in America this week, with the song Boogie Bands and One Night Stands. Kathy Dalton was a member of the LA band The Gas Company in the mid-60s. She later joined a band called The Daughters of Albion and was later signed to a solo deal by Discreet Records, a label owned by Frank Zappa. Her album Amazing, on which she was backed by the blues rock band Little Feet, was released in 1973. In 1974, it was reissued with a new opening track and a new title. Boogie Bands and One Night Stands. Boogie Bands and One Night Stands is a blues rock ballad on which Dalton sings about being lonely on the road. Here's a sample. Spotlight, and these tears of mine are flowing. I'm afraid my blues are showing, growing all the time. Tonight, yeah, the singer's only faking with her shimmy and her shaking. Since you broke this heart of mine. Boogie Bands and One Night Stands can fly me through the night. But boogie bands and one night stands can never make the day, never make, never make the day right. Midnight and the, and the stage lights now are dimming, but it's only the beginning of a life I never planned. Dolson has a unique voice and she sings this song well. But while listening, I can't help but wonder what heights Janet, Janis Joplin would, take, would have been able to take it to. It's certainly not fair, but that was my reaction. Boogie Bands and One Night Stands would peak at number 72. She doesn't seem to have released any more albums or singles, but she has sang on several albums by producer and arranger Van Dyke Parks. Now we're in the top 40. Starting in the U.S. with number 34, Keep On Smiling by Wet Willie. Formed in Mobile, Alabama in 1970, Wet Willie released their debut album in 1971. And that same year, they opened for fellow Southern rockers the Allman Brothers on tour. Keep On Smilin' was the first single and title track from their third LP. Keep On Smilin' is reggae-tinged soul rock about maintaining a positive attitude. Here's some lyrics. Well, you say you got the blues, got holes in both your shoes. Feeling alone and confused? You gotta keep on smiling. Keep on smiling. Yeah, you're about to go insane because your woman's playing games. And she says that you're to blame. You gotta keep on smiling. Keep on smiling. Keep on smiling through the rain, laughing at the pain, rolling with the changes till the sun, sun comes out again. Keep on smiling through the lane, through the rain, excuse me, laughing at the pain, rolling with the changes, singing this refrain. It gets a nice groove going, 
And singer Jimmy Hall reminds me quite a bit of Van Morrison on this. Good accompaniment for whatever relaxes you, for doing whatever relaxes you. Keep On Smiling was down from a peak of number 10. It got to number 21 in Canada. Wet Willie would have two more top 40 hits, and singer Jimmy Hall had a solo hit in 1980. They haven't released a studio album since 1979, but they remain together and perform live on a consistent basis. We move to Canada for their number 38, Brother and Me by Flood. Formed in Toronto in 1971, Flood, spelled F-L-U-D-D, scored their first hit later that year and picked up three more over the next two years. Brother and Me was the first single from their third album, Great Expectations. Brother and Me is, a, is soft rock with a bit of a calypso flavor. It's a song about a couple of bros having a little vacation on the open water. Here's a bit of lyric. Brother and Me had a week by the sea. Taken in sun, we were drinking the rum. It was a holiday. Sailing along up and down the tiny bay, breaking the waves on the money we'd saved. It was a holiday. Nothing to do now, leading the grand old life, sitting back, enjoying the world instead of making love to help me sleep at night. Okay. It's like Canadian cottage rock crossed with Jimmy Buffett. Brother and Me would peak at number 29. The group would have one more hit before breaking up in 1977. Members would go on to form future CanCon hitmakers Gatto and Saga. Flood or have reunited sporadically a few times since the 90s, and they recorded an album in 2006 called Floodlights, which is only sold at their gates. Now we visit Britain for the first time to look at num their number 35, Silly Love by 10CC. I talked a bit about the origins of 10CC in episode 26, when we looked at Neanderthal Man by their precursor band Hot Legs. In 1972, they got a new record deal and changed their name to the average volume of semen a man ejaculates during orgasm. Apparently, 10 cubic centimeters. Their 1973 self-titled debut produced three top tens, including the, num the, the number one hit, Rubber Bullets. Silly Love was the second hit from their second LP, Sheet Music. Silly Love is deep purplish hard rock with lyrics that make fun of the tropes of pop love songs. Here's an example. Well, he's been up all night, breaking his head in two to write a little sonnet for his chickadee. But between you and me, I think it's silly. Silly. Ooh, you got a smile like a Rembrandt. Ah, you got the style of a queen. Oh dear, you are the petal of a rosebud. Next to you, all the others could be weeds. You're the only one my garden needs. Ooh, you know the art of conversation must be dying. Ooh, when a romance when a romance depends on cliches and two pays and three pays. We're up to here with Moonin and Junin. If you want to sound sincere, don't rely on Crosby's croonin. Take a little time, make up your own rhyme. Don't rely on mine, because it's silly, 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 silly. It's the type of tongue-in-cheek humor that made their name. To paraphrase another of their hits, I don't like this band. I love it. Silly Love would peak at number 24. 10CC had ten, seven more top tens over the next four years, including two number ones. 
in the U.S., they picked up top fives with I'm Not in Love and The Things We Do for Love, both of which hit number one in Canada. They broke up in 1983, then reunited for two albums in the 90s, and they have toured since 1999 with a lineup that only has one original member, singer Graham Goldman. Stay in the UK for the number 27 song, Rocket by Mud. Formed in Cars Halton, Surrey in 1966, Mud got their first record deal in 1967, but were dropped after three flop singles. The band continued and switched to a more glam rock sound, and beginning in 1973, they had scored five hits, including three top fives and a number one, Tiger Feet. Rocket was the fourth hit from their debut album, Mud Rock. Rocket is a glam number on which singer Les Gray does his best Elvis while he sings about a girl who goes to Hollywood and gets all dolled up and famous, but the fame doesn't last. But old Les is there to say he always loved her, even when she was nobody. Here's his version of her story. Wella, wella, you changed your name to Abigail Rocket Blast, and they lined you up for a Hollywood movie cast. With all them big cigars and motor cars, you thought you were you was a movie star. But Abigail Blast, you sure are changing fast. When you were, you were, you were just 16. When you were knocking at the agent's door. Because, because, because the silver screen is what a movie queen lives for. They gave you minks and dreams in pinks and greens. You threw away your old blue jeans. But Abigail Blast, they're using you. Come on, come on, come on now, Rocket. I'm going to launch you soon. Come on now, Rocket. You're going to reach the moon. You're going to take off soon. You're going to reach the moon. You know your time will come. I'll give you three, two, one. Now, Rocket, I'm going to launch you soon. I saw you sitting in the soda store where all the cast-off stardust falls, where they write their names on the floor and hang their photographs on the walls. Oh, but to me, you still got Sweet Sixteen written on your old blue jeans. I'm getting rid of Abigail Blast. I'll call you Rocket. Forget the past. First of all, Abigail Blast is such a wonderfully ridiculous name. It's like something they would call Ricky Stratton's favorite punk rock singer on a 1982 episode of Silver Spoons. Beyond that, the song is okay. The choruses are catchy, but the Elvis impersonation was thin. Rocket was down from its peak of number six. Mud had seven more top tens, including two number ones. One of those, Lonely This Christmas, was the 1974 Christmas number one. Les Gray left the band in 1978, and the rest of the group split a year later. The year after that, Gray assembled all new musicians under the name Les Gray's Mud. That group played with various lineups until Gray's death in 2004, after which the remaining members got permission from Gray's family and the original band members to carry on under the name Mud 2. Now we return to America for number 23, Earache My Eye, featuring Alice Bowie by Cheech and Chong. Formed in Vancouver, British Columbia in the late 1960s, 
Cheech and Chong came together when Richard Marin, a Mexican-American from Los Angeles who fled to Canada to avoid the Vietnam draft, met Tommy Chong, a half-Chinese-Canadian musician who had been signed to Motown and had a hit in 1968 with a group called Bobby Taylor and the Vancouver's. The pair worked up a stand-up act and played local clubs. Then they got signed to a record deal that to this point had yielded three gold albums and two top 40 singles. Earache My Eye featuring Alice Bowie was the first single from their fourth LP, Cheech and Chong's Wedding Album. Earache My Eye begins with the sound of someone waking up and putting a record on a turntable. A glam rock song begins to play, and Alice Bowie, voiced by Marin, sings the following lyrics. My mama talking to me, trying to tell me how to live. But I don't listen to her, because my head is like a sieve. My daddy, he disowned me, because I wear my sister's clothes. He caught me in the bathroom with a pair of pantyhose. My basketball coach, he done kicked me off the team for wearing high heels sneakers and acting like a queen. The world's coming to an end. I don't even care, as long as I can have a limo and my orange hair. And it don't bother me if people think I'm funny, because I'm a big rock star. And I'm making lots of money, 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 money. <laughs> I'm so bloody rich. <laughs> I own apartment buildings and shopping centers. <laughs> and I only know three chords. <laughs> At this point, you hear a father's angry voice, also Marin's, and then a record scratch. The man then yells at his son, son, voiced by Chong telling him to get ready for school. The son protests that he is sick with an earache, and they fight to the point where the father takes the son over his knee and spanks him. After the son mocks the father's first two blows, the father hits harder, causing the son to cry out and agree to get ready for school. But when the father leaves the room, the kid puts the record back on and presumably goes back to bed. It's typical of the duo's recorded output and their ability to portray a variety of characters besides their stoner stereotypes remains impressive. Eric My Eye would peak at number nine. In Canada, it got to number four. Cheech and Chong would have a few more lower charting singles over the next decade, but in the late 70s, they found more success in a series of marijuana-themed comedy films. The duo broke up in 1985, but they but they began working together again in the mid-aughts, and they've performed live and worked on film and television projects ever, quite often ever since then. We're in Canada again for song number 26, Beach Baby by The First Class. Formed in England in 1974, the first class were led by producer and songwriter John Carter and singer Tony Burroughs, who sang on a song we looked at in episode 26, My Baby Loves Lovin' by White Plains. Beach Baby was their first single. Beach Baby is an elaborately produced attempt to mimic Pet Sounds era Beach Boys. Here are some lyrics. Do you remember back in old L.A., oh, oh, oh when everybody drove a Chevrolet, oh, oh, oh. Whatever happened to the boy next door, the suntanned, crew-cut, all-American male? Remember, remember dancing at the high school hop, oh, oh, oh. The dress I ruined with the soda pop, oh, oh, oh. I 
and didn't recognize the girl next door, the beat-up sneakers and the ponytail. Beach baby, beach baby, give me your hand. Give me something that I can remember. Just like before, we can walk by the shore in the moonlight. Beach baby, beach baby, there on the sand from July to the end of September. Surfing was fun. We'd be out on the sun every day. Mm, I never thought that it would end. Ooh, ooh. Mm, and I was everybody's friend. Ooh, ooh. Long hot days, blue sea haze, jukebox plays. But now it's fading away. It's a decent enough radio pop song, but the group did end up having to give up half the royalties. Not to the Beach Boys, but to the estate of Finnish com composer Jean or Jean Sibelius using a theme from one of his symphonies on one of the French horn solos. Beach Baby would go all the way to number one in Canada. It hit number four in the U.S. and number 13 in Britain. The group only had a couple more lower-charting U.K. singles before breaking up in 1976. We'll get into the top 20s right after this. Hi, this is your host, Roger Stroop, letting you know that if you like my point of view on old pop music, you can actually find lots more of it on the Old Man Yells at Music blog. I've been looking back at top 40 charts from the 70s, 80s, and 90s and beyond for almost 10 years now, and I've done hundreds of entries and covered thousands of songs from the American, Canadian, and British charts, from the A's to ZZ Top, from Abacab to Zoom. You'll also find my Uneasy Writer tournaments, celebrating the odd ducks of the American top 40. The 70s tourney is complete, but the 80s one is just getting started, and you can follow along on the blog as it progresses. And of course, you can find links to the latest episode of this podcast and the accompanying YouTube playlists there. So take a look at the Old Man Yells at Music blog, which you can find at bobbyglovescasey.blogspot.com. Why is it there? You'll have to go there to find out. That's the Old Man Yells at Music blog at bobbyglovescasey.blogspot.com. We're back to start into the top 20s. First in Canada with number 19, Free Man in Paris by Joni Mitchell. We talked about Joni Mitchell in episode 26 when I covered Big Yellow Taxi. Here she is four years later with the third single from her sixth album, Court and Spark. Free Man in Paris is, jazz, is a jazz folk track inspired by a trip to the City of Light she went on with the head of her label, David Geffen. It's sung from Geffen's point of view and expresses the liberty he felt being away from the pressures of his job. Here's an excerpt. The way I see it, he said, you just can't win it. Everybody's in it for their own gain. You can't please them all. There's always somebody calling you down. I do my best and I do good business. There's a lot of people asking for my time. They're trying to get ahead trying to be a good friend of mine. I was a free man in Paris. I felt unfettered and alive. There was nobody calling me up for favors and no one's future to decide. You know, I'd go back there tomorrow, but for the work I've taken on. Stoking the star-making machinery behind the popular song. I deal in dreamers and telephone screamers. Lately, I wonder what I'd do it for. If I had my way, I'd just walk out those doors and wander down the Champs-Élysées going cafe to cabaret, thinking how I'll feel when I find that very good friend of mine. It's, it's a catchy, well-realized snapshot of someone relinqu relishing their downtime. 
Freeman in Paris peaked at number 16. It also got into number 22 in, in the U.S. Court and Spark would be Mitchell's best-selling album and the only one to top the Canadian album chart. It also frequently appears on all-time best albums lists. off to Britain again for their number 11 song, Mr. Soft by Cockney Rebel. Formed in London in 1972, Cockney Rebel were a glam band fronted by singer Steve Harley. They scored their first hit in 1973 when Judy Teen hit number 5. Mr. Soft was the first hit from their second album, The Psychomoto. Mr. Soft is a loping groove on which Harley sings in a voice that sounds like a cross between Ray Davies and David Bowie. The lyrics seem to be either a tribute to or parody of some of their glam contemporaries. Here are some of those lyrics. Mr. Soft, turn it on and force the world and watch the things you're going through. Oh, Mr. Soft, believe everything they tell you and be damned if they'll thank you. You paint everything so cruel, coming on like Mr. Cool. Paint your face and shut the gate. No one's coming, out, coming home till late. Ooh la cha. Bum, 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 bum. Don't you know life gets tedious enough without this extra grudge to bear? You're so slow. Shift your ideas. Make your mind up. In a jiffy, let's be fair. We'd all be t taken off tonight. Turn off your eyes and shut the light. Oh, you're the most. You're so unreal. We'd all be dead without your spiel. Ooh la, ooh, take it. It's definitely more on the Bowie side of glam than the more retro likes of Mud and Wizard. And to me, that's the better side. Mr. Soft was down from a peak of number eight. The next year, the band adjusted, adjusted their name to become Steve Harley and Cockney Rebel, and they hit number one with the more straight pop song, Make Me Smile, Come Up and See Me, which was later put on the soundtrack of the movie The Full Monty. They had a couple more hits before breaking up in 1977. Harley had a top 10 in 1985 duetting with Sarah Brightman on the title song from The Phantom of the Opera, and he has fronted various new versions of Cogni Rebel since 1989. Now we come back to the USA for song number 13, Hang On In There Baby by Johnny Bristol. Born in North Carolina in 1939, Johnny Bristol moved to Detroit and formed a duo with singer Jackie Beavers. The two first recorded for a label owned by Barry Gordy's sister. Then Bristol was hired by Motown as a songwriter and producer. In 1973, he left Motown and eventually signed a deal to be a recording artist in his own right. Hang On In There Baby was his first single. Hang On In There Baby is sexy soul that sounds quite a bit like what Barry White was doing at the time from the sound to the lyrics. Here are some of the latter. You know we can't help but make it. Ooh, my love. You know we can't help but make it. Now that we've caressed a kiss so warm and tender, I can't wait till we reach that sweet moment of surrender. Oh, we'll hear the thunder roar. Feel the lightning strike. At a point, we'll both decide to meet at the same time tonight. Hang on in there, baby. Hang on in there, darling. I'm going to give you more than you ever dreamed possible. Don't be afraid, baby. Oh no, sweet virgin of the world. You know we can't help but make it, because there's true love between us, girl. Hmm. 
So let us touch that cloud that everyone dreams of. Oh, we're almost there, darling, truly making love. The backing track is very reminiscent of Love Theme, the instrumental hit by White's Love Unlimited Orchestra. But even if the overall sound is borrowed, Bristol replicates it effectively. Hang On In There, Baby would peak at number eight. In Canada and Britain, it hit number three. Bristol would have several more R&B hits and one more UK Top 40 in 1980. He continued to record and perform until his death in 2004. We move into the top 10 to look at America's number 10, Clap for the Wolfman by the Guess Who. Formed in Winnipeg in 1962, the Guess Who were originally known as Chad Allen and the Reflections. They later became Chad Allen and the Expressions, and they scored a Canadian number one and a U.S. top 40 in 1965 with Shaken All Over. But their label credited the song to Guess Who to create the impression that this was a secret hit by one of the then-hot British Invasion bands. The band took Guess Who as their new name, and soon afterward, Chad Allen was replaced as lead singer by Burton Cummings. Beginning in 1969, the group had a string of hits on both sides of the border, including the number one, American Woman. Original guitarist Randy Bachman left in 1970 to form Bachman Turner Overdrive, but the hits kept coming. Clap for the Wolfman was the second single from their album, Road Food. Clap for the Wolfman is a tribute to the legendary gravel-voiced disc jockey, Wolfman Jack, who, who had just become more widely known after being featured in the hit movie, American Graffiti. On the song, Cummings sings about trying to make moves on a girl who seems more, in, more into Wolfman than him. Here's a verse and a chorus, complete with interjections from Wolfman Jack himself. Do Run Run and the Duke of Earl, they were friends of mine, and I was on my moon I was on my moonlight drive. Snuggled in, said, baby, just one kiss. She said, no, no, no. Romance ain't keeping me alive. I said, hey babe, do you want a coo-coo-coo? She said, ah, ah, ah. So I was left out in the cold. I said, you're what I've been dreaming of. She said, I don't want to know. Oh, you know, she was digging the cat on the radio. Clap for the Wolfman. He gonna rate your record high. Yeah, baby, I your, I'm your Dr. Love. Clap for the Wolfman. You gonna dig him till the day you die. Heh <laughs> heh. Everybody's talking about the Wolfman's pompatus of love. Clap for the Wolfman would get to number six. It peaked at number four in Canada. The Guess Who had only one more hit in the U.S. and two more in Canada before Cummings left for a solo career. A lineup led by bassist Jim Cale recorded and toured for 20 years beginning in 1977. The classic lineup with, with Bachman have reunited several times, most notably between 1999 and 2003, a period where they consistently toured, though mostly without Cale, who had health problems, in 2004, Cummings and Bachman both left, leaving Kale and drummer Gary Peterson, who owned the name, to carry on, to continue on. Since 2016, Peterson is the only original member remaining. 
We stop in Canada one more time for their number three, Rock Me Gently by Andy Kim. Born Andrew Joachim in Montreal in 1946, Andy Kim moved to New York at 16 and got a job as a songwriter in the Brill Building, where successful composers like Carole King and Burt Bacharach were writing hits on a consistent basis. He didn't write any major hits until 1969 when he and fellow Brill Building pro Jeff Berry co-wrote the Triple Crown winning smash Sugar Sugar for the cartoon band The Archies. In 1968, he had his first hit as a singer, and, a few, and he had a few more afterward, including a U.S. top 10 and Canadian number one with a cover of the Ronettes' Be My Baby, which was co-written by his Sugar Sugar collaborator, Barry. Rock Me Gently was the first single from his self-titled fifth album. Rock Me Gently is pop rock with a funky edge. It's a, song about, it's a song about sex, plain and simple, no matter how hard autocorrect tries to tell me it's about sex. Here's some lyrical goodness. Ain't it good, ain't it right, that you are with me here tonight? The music playing, our bodies swaying in time, in time, in time, in time. Touching you so warm and tender, Lord, I feel such a sweet surrender. Beautiful is the dream that makes you mine. Mmm, rock me gently. Rock me slowly. Take it easy. Don't you know that I have never been loved like this, be like this before? Baby, baby, rock me gently. Rock me slowly. Take it easy. Don't, don't you know that I have never been loved like this before? This is just pure, perfect pop. It took him a dozen years, but Kim finally composed something that could stand with the best of his brill-building contemporaries. Rock Me Gently got to number one in Canada and the States and hit number two in Britain, just missing the triple crown. Kim had one more U.S. hit later in the year, then the hits dried up. He continued recording and performing, and he, has, and he had a surprise top ten in Canada in 2004 with I Forgot to Mention, which he co-wrote with Ed Robertson of Bare Naked Ladies. His most recent album, 2015's It's Decided, was a collaboration with Kevin Drew of Toronto indie band Broken Social Scene. Now we're in the UK once more to look at number two, Kung Fu Fighting by Carl Douglas. Born in Kingston, Jamaica in 1942, Carl Douglas moved with his family to Britain as a child. Beginning in 1964, he sporadically released a series of unsuccessful singles. But in 1974, after being hired to record a single for Indian-born producer Bidu Apaya, he gave the producer some lyrics he had written, and they were set to music for the single's B-side. But the label decided that the B-side had more potential to be a hit, and so Kung Fu Fighting became the A-side. Kung Fu Fighting is a combination of funk and pop that would help create the template for disco layering strings and flute over wah-wah guitar. Douglas's lyrics were about the martial arts depicted in recent popular films from Hong Kong, some of which starred the late Bruce Lee. Here are those lyrics. Everybody was kung fu fighting. Those kicks were fast as lightning. In fact, it was a little bit frightening, but they fought with expert timing. They were funky, there were funky Chinamen from funky Chinatown. They were chopping them up, and they were chopping them down. It's an ancient Chinese art, and everybody knew their part. From a feint into a slip, 
and kicking from the hip. Everybody was kung fu fighting. Those kicks were fast as lightning. In fact, it was a little bit frightening, but they fought with expert timing. There was funky Billy Chin and little Sammy Chong. He said, here comes the big boss. Let's get it on. We took a bow and made a stand, started swinging with the hand. The sudden motion made me skip. Now we're into a brand new trip. Some of the lyrics and the stereotypical Chinese riff da, 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 haven't aged well, but it's still a cheesy, guilty pleasure. Kung Fu fighting would be number one a week from now, staying there for three weeks. Later, it would top both North American charts, completing the Triple Crown. Douglas would have two more top 40s in the UK, including the sequel, Dance the Kung Fu. In 1998, a remix of Kung Fu Fighting by a group called Bus Stop made the British top 10. He now lives in Hamburg, Germany, and owns a studio that produces music for TV and films. We'll, we'll be back to recap the top 10s and look at a number one right after this. Hello, Roger Stroop again. We all know that COVID-19 is hitting small businesses particularly hard. And I have first-hand knowledge of this, as my wife is a home-based music teacher. Right now, she isn't doing lessons at home, but she has been able to teach some of her students over the internet. Which got me thinking, you don't have to live in the St. Catharines, Niagara area to learn piano, voice, and or musical theory from Linda's lessons. I've told you before about her years of experience and many satisfied customers. I've also told you you can look up Linda's lessons on Facebook and see videos of her singing. You'll know for sure she knows what she's doing. So if you want to learn music and you think you'd be more comfortable learning over the internet, take a look at the Linda's lessons page on Facebook. At the very least, you'll hear an amazing singer, my wife, Linda Quick. Thank you very much. our top tens. This time we start in Britain. Number 10, Na 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 by Cozy Powell. The second solo top 10 for the former drummer for the Jeff Beck group. Number 9, U U U by Alvin Stardust. The fourth hit for a London glam rocker. Number 8, What Becomes of the Broken Hearted by Jimmy Ruffin. A reissue of the 1966 Motown hit returns it to the top 10. Number seven, When Will I See You Again by The Three Degrees, the number one hit here for the Philly Girl Group. Number six, Hang On In There Baby by Johnny Bristol. Number five, Annie's Song by John Denver, a triple crown winner by the bespectacled American Folkie. Number four, E Viva España by Sylvia, a song with a Spanish title sung in English by a Swedish woman. Number three, I'm Leaving It All Up To You by Donnie and Marie Osmond. The Utah siblings' first duet hit was a cover of a 1963 number one by Dale and Grace. Number two, Kung Fu Fighting by Carl Douglas. And the number one song of the UK this week was Love Me For A Reason by the Osmonds. The only number one here for the Toothy Mormon Quintet was a cover of a song by Johnny Bristol. Now it's time for the top 10 of Canada's southern neighbors, the United States. 
Number 10, Clap for the Wolfman by The Guess Who. Number 9, You and Me Against the World by Helen Reddy. The Aussie's fourth top 10 features a cameo from her young daughter, Tracy. Number 8, Then Came You by Dionne Warwick and The Spinners. The New Jersey singer and the Detroit vocal group teamed, teamed with a Philadelphia producer to create this number one. Number seven, Tell Me Something Good by Rufus. The first and biggest hit by the Chicago funk band fronted by Shaka Khan. Number six, Nothing From Nothing by Billy Preston. The fifth Beatle does some simple math on his second of two number ones. Number five, Can't Get Enough of Your Love, Babe by Barry White. The only... Home number one for the Texas Lover Man. Number four, I'm Leaving It All Up to You by Donnie Marie Osmond. Number three, Rock Me Gently by Andy Kim. Number two, You're Having My Baby by Paul Anka, the Ottawa-born crooner's number one celebration of knocking someone up. And the number one song in the USA this week was I Shot the Sheriff by Eric Clapton the guitar legend's only solo number one in America. And now, at last, Canada's top ten. Number ten, Can't Get Enough of Your Love, Babe, by Barry White. Number nine, Another Saturday Night by Cat Stevens. The London folkie got to number one here with, his, with this Sam Cooke cover. Number eight, The Night Chicago Died by Paper Lace. A song about American gangsters by a group of English men from Nottingham, the cradle of pop. Number seven, Clap for the Wolfman by the Guess Who. Number six, Wildwood Weeds by Jim Stafford. The Florida country novelty singer joined Cheech and Chong on the Top 40 Pot Party of September 1974. Number five, Hang On In There Baby by Johnny Bristol. Number four, I'm Leaving It All Up to You by Johnny and Marie Osmond. Number three, Rock Me Gently by Andy Kim. Number two, You're Having My Baby by Paul Anka. And the number one song in Canada this week, and our spotlight number one, is I Shot the Sheriff by Eric Clapton. Born in Ripley, Surrey in 1945, Eric Clapton joined his first bands at 17, and by 18, he had joined the Yardbirds. He played with them for two years, but left in 1965 after they went in a more pop direction with their hit, For Your Love. He briefly joined John Mayall and the Blues Breakers, and a 1966 live album from, this, from, this time, from his time with them helped spread the legend of his guitar prowess. In 1966, he formed the trio Cream, who recorded four hit albums over three years. After he left, he recorded one solo album in between stints with the bands Blind Faith and Derek and the Dominoes. I Shot the Sheriff was the first single from his second solo LP, 461 Ocean Boulevard. I Shot the Sheriff is a cover of a 1973 song by Bob Marley and the Wailers, who were just, who were just starting to be known outside Jamaica. The lyrics are about a man on the run for killing a sheriff's deputy who insists he's innocent of the charge. Here's his story. I shot the sheriff, but I did not shoot the deputy. I shot the sheriff, but I did not shoot the deputy. All around in my hometown, they're trying to track me down. They say they want to bring me in guilty for the killing of a deputy, for the life of a deputy. But I say I shot the sheriff, but I swear it was in self-defense. I shot the sheriff, 
and they say it is a capital offense. Sheriff John Brown always hated me. For what? I don't know. Every time that I plant a seed, he says, kill it before it grows. He said, kill it before it grows. I say, I shot the sheriff, but I swear it was in self-defense. I shot, I shot the sheriff, but I swear it was in self-defense. Freedom came my way one day, and I started out of town. All of a sudden, I see Sheriff John Brown trying to shoot me down. So I shot. I shot him down. I say. The song is given a pop rock treatment, but reggae is so baked into the song structure that it still shines through. Marley's original is clearly better, but I'm sure he appreciated the royalty checks. I Shot the Sheriff was on its second of two weeks at number one. It spent just the one, just the one week at the top in America. In, in the UK, it only got to number nine. He had quite a few hits over the next 25 years, including three number ones in Canada during the 90s. He's the only artist to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame three times, as a solo artist and as a member of both the Yardbirds and Cream. His most recent album, the holiday collection Merry Xmas, was released in 2018. So how to sum up the pop music of September 1974? Artists who emerged in the late 60s were hitting commercial peaks. Glam rock was still strong in the UK. Soul was getting sexier, and the foundations of disco were also getting laid. And it was a good moment to be or, or be connected to Johnny Bristol, even if your connection was that he tried to fire you from Motown, as was the case with Tommy Chong. Now it's time for Old Man Yells at You. This week, how about starting by watching some Evil Knievel stunts on YouTube? You can watch the crashes guilt-free because you know he survives them. Then celebrate Christmas early with what I think is the funny, funniest thing Cheech and Chong ever did, the six-minute comedy bit, Santa Claus and His Old Lady. And third, maybe look up some old Wolfman Jack radio shows. I found a few on Mixcloud, and I'm sure there are more to be found from other sources. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Old Man Yells at Music Podcast. As always, if you like what you've heard, share, subscribe, and leave a review where you found it. You can also leave feedback on the Facebook and Twitter feeds, both of which are at Mr. B. Glovehead, or on the blog post for this episode, which is at bobbyglovescasey.blogspot.com, or you can check out the Instagram account, at Old Man Yells at Music. As always, there's a companion YouTube playlist for this episode, which I link to in the show notes. All lyrics quoted are for the purposes of discussion and review. No infringement is intended. Next time in the show, it's my second installment of Tune In, Turn On, Rock Out. Did you ever wonder how the pop stars of the late 70s were doing the Olympics? Well, I may have found the answer. Until then, I'm Roger Stroop, saying as long as you got the curves, baby, I got the angles. Stay safe.